It's not like I pack a lunchbox full of missiles when I go to work. Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime Batman with a 23-year-old twist. Saying that out loud makes my bones hurt. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Batman of 23 years ago. How ancient. The oldest Batman. <gasps> 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 my body. <laughs> Back then it was just Batman, and now I am Batman Beyond. The only Batman Back in my day, Batman had Pence. nipples. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that Batman. <laughs> I do. I like that one. <laughs> just such a weird. Ch- it's like in Smash Brothers with the Captain Falcon, where he changes alternate color schemes, and it's like, why does the white and pink one have just pink nipples on it? The other ones don't. Where did that it one does? come from? Yeah. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Looking at Captain Falcon's pink nipples. Welcome to our Super <laughs> Smash Brothers podcast. <laughs> that sentence made me physically ill. <laughs> you know the sexiest Nintendo character? Captain Falcon. <laughs> Kirby. Oh. Uh, oh. Well. We're already making ourselves sick, and we haven't even introduced the, the show this week. What are we watching? <laughs> We had a week off. We really got this horrid energy we bottled up, and we got to just <laughs> let loose at any chance. Uh, this week we're watching. I figure we're watching new stuff. We're watching hot new stuff lately. Mm. I don't like it. Let's go back twenty three years, back to the good old age of ninety nine, where nothing bad was happening because I was an ignorant child. Uh, this week we're watching Big O. I tell you, when I saw that title on our list, I was like, what's that? <laughs> are, are you sure? Yeah. Pardon me? <laughs> Figure we watch Inuo, so let's go over to the I, bigger one. I I was like, did Brendan choose this because it rhymes with Inuo? <laughs> no. <laughs> you you expect too much thought in this empty little head of mine. <sighs> I, I honestly thought, hey, we watch a lot of new stuff recently, and let me dust off a classic, and mm. that's it. <laughs> So. See, I'm I'm glad we all just base things off stuff like that, because I was going to make a pick for next week, then I saw this one was also a 90 show, so I was like, no, we can't do two in a row. No, we can't be that consistent. Not allowed. <laughs> I refuse to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so have either of you have experience with The Big O? I've never heard of it. It sounds like a disease when I call it The. Well. You know, he's got <laughs> The Big O. Thanks. <laughs> Arthritis. I have experience with a different kind, but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make a dirty joke. <laughs> How about you, dude? But no. Ah, okay. <laughs> I in 1999, I was three years old. Just a little little gonna, dumpling. Gonna have to go take a walk. Yeah, I on. love reminding you go. that you're yeah uh, five years older than me. Brendan, if it makes you feel a little better, I was four, so I was a little bit. <laughs> It just—it feels like so much more. I know <laughs> it is only five, but like my knees have just been hurting for like the last two weeks, and I assume this is the rest of my life. <laughs> so this is just where I'm at mentally. The rest of my life is my body aching and uh, 
giving my soul to the corporation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brendan, you've been digging yourself a grave on hands and knees, so I assume that was part of it. Mm -hmm. Just getting ready for the uh, near future. I mean, we should all be at that stage, getting ready for that near future, but I digress. Yeah, I gotta pick a good spot for my hole. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bad sentence also. <laughs> let's let's talk about fucking anime or anything else. <laughs> All right. Well, clearly, just the title "Big O" has tainted our mind. Show, uh, taint. Uh, show we watch the next three episodes. Yeah. Master Wayne, your bat god Gundam is ready. <laughs> it, it's only a matter of time. It, <laughs> well, I was going to say it's like Batman, but with mechs. But in the 23-year span, we've had multiple bat mechs. So. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope in the next Batman movie that gets made, Robert Pattinson gets into a very, very, very large Batman mech. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this now, because I don't know... If we'll ever be able to watch it, given the state of some things uh, at this parent company. Um, but there is a movie called Batman Ninja, where Batman goes back to feudal Japan. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. It's mm-hmm. great, and there's a giant mech in it for some goddamn reason. Well, there you go. So, there we go. Ah. Such a ripoff of this classic. Of course. <laughs> of course. It ripped it right off. I Let's can't believe Batman this. has only existed for 20 years and that it stole <laughs> everything from the big O. <laughs> so derivative of Big O. <laughs> so it starts off with the title screen saying, Cast in the name of God, ye not guilty. And a face coming out of a pool of lava. Which, boy howdy, did that set the tone I didn't remember from watching this on Toonami as a kid. Yeah, this was on Toonami, so I just caught random snippets of the show. I don't really know the plot, so this is going to be fun for me as well. Oh, yay. Yeah, a very similar opening to uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, and Devil Castle, whatever the movie was, uh, (laughs) where you just open on just a horrifying face in a completely different art style that Mm -hmm. never returns. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what? Hmm. Really setting the pace. Uh, (laughs) So then we cut to, uh, we see like a downtown city. It's very gray, uh, very washed out. And we see a very long car. It's very wide, too. Um they have fun with proportions in this show. It's great. Mm-hmm. And we see driving around town is a, the protagonist, Roger Smith. Roger Smith. Good American man, Roger Smith. How much <laughs> you want to bet I'm going to have forget this name halfway through my recap? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, isn't that technically the full name of the alien from American Dad, if you consider it part <gasps> of the family, Roger Smith? Oh, no. That sucks. That Sorry. sucks you said Sorry, that out loud. Sorry, it just hit me uh, once D said All-American. I was like, wait, no, this is too familiar. Wait a he's minute. Also, he's also the voice of Sonic for a time, Roger Gregsman. Anyway. Oh, uh, God, uh, the, this goes deeper than we thought. Oh. <laughs> Turn off the Gotta podcast. Gotta get the red yarn out. <laughs> we gotta start up our conspiracy podcast we have on the side. <laughs> um, so it's Roger Smith driving around town. We get a voiceover from him. Uh, just a lot of info dumps right off the bat because this is a weird setting and you know what I appreciate 
just throwing this info at us. Uh, explaining that he performs an important job in the city of amnesia. It's not the name. Don't write that down. Uh, <laughs> as he's uh, driving around, we see a lot of dilapidated buildings and stuff. Feels post-apocalyptic. Not sure if it is. It's got that vibe. Uh, and he arrives at a destroyed airplane hangar where we see him getting out of the car, holds up a suitcase, and he's got some distance between him and a group of people. It seems like they're making a trade. And we see a man appear in a yellow suit. A lot of suits in this show. Not and, a dapper uh, gentleman. A lot of fancy lads. <laughs> uh, even the aesthetic of the show really gives me Batman the Animated Series plus yeah. Lupin or Cyborg 009. Because mm. they, they really have fun with some of the design, designs, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Keeps it from getting boring. Um, and yeah, this yellow-suited gentleman's called Beck. You know, also from the 90s. The musician. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> he has uh, a woman with him, and it is a hostage situation. He so. also has two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, so Roger Smith uh, walks up, drops the suitcase, walks back, and they're like, all right. Bring out the girl. And they have a guy walk over with her, picks up the suitcase and trades off the girl to Roger Smith, sends her over. Uh, and as soon as she gets to him, uh, we see another car riding up behind him, like driving towards the airplane hangar. He goes, ah, I hate when a client can't just stay and wait for me. Uh, and as he's pulling up, we see Beck and his guys running off. They got the money. Ha ha. And uh, when the client arrives, it's an old man with a very pointed head. And uh, Roger Smith says, here, I rescued your daughter. I did the job as the negotiator that I am. And the old man looks at her and goes, well, that's not my daughter. It's just an android. He goes, what? This here is one of them robots. One of them robots. (laughs) This is here my near automater. Uh, (laughs) Near uh, automater? Oh, what a cute little aquatic creature. (laughs) (laughs) I think just an otter in the 2B. Oh, it's fantastic. Um... (laughs) And we see Roger, like, do a double take at her. And, like, she's, like, pale, but, like, no more than anyone else in this city. So it's like, I don't know how you could recognize an android right away in this world. Um, but Roger's like, well, I expected a level of professionalism from and they did not do me that courtesy. And he pulls out a little, one of my favorites, a detonator, which is just a big square box with a big button on it. And that's all it is. Um, pushes it. And we cut back to Beck and his gang, and we see them with the suitcase, and we just see smoke pouring out of it. And then we just see it shoot up out of the car with jets propelling out the back of it, and it flies back to Roger Smith. This is my favorite part of all three episodes. <laughs> yeah. I really... am so glad. I'm so glad this was at the top of the first episode, because I was like, okay, uh, another gritty uh, crime Brendan show. And then you just have just flying briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> It gets I somehow armor plated as well. While I was watching it, I sent a picture of that to Brendan and I said, Oh my God, this is a good show. <laughs> it was a fun so, time. Because it's the same thing. Like, yeah, it seems like it might be kind of gritty and whatever. And then this goofy shit happens. Oh, I it's, loved it. It's Cowboy Bebop, but they have more fun with a lot of stuff. Cowboy Bebop is fun too, but this one's even like, even just designs and stuff. They're like, let's get campy. Mm hmm. How serious can be with giant robots? Um, I don't know. Ask any other anime. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and we see the goons like, ah, the suitcase is getting away. Get it. And they start shooting it down. And Beck's like, no, you idiots don't shoot at it. And when they shoot at it, it breaks the case open. You just see the money just spilling out across the city. And it's like, well, I, I hope that wasn't real money because <laughs> it's all gone now. 
Or maybe this is how you redistribute the wealth, Batman. Oh. Um, finally. <laughs> and then we cut to Roger uh, driving around the city. He goes to a local bar he frequents. And we see, see him get out of his car and, like, hit a button. Like, you know, he locks his car up. But instead of just locking the doors, it, like, <laughs> it rises up on, like, stilts so the wheels aren't touching the ground. And then covers everything in, like, heavy metal, like, sealing down the car, which is insane. Um <laughs> We seem good I mean, bar. you say it's insane. The second he took one step away from his car, two people were ready to steal it, and they were shocked, like, oh, we we can't. What? So, uh, yeah. I get it. It's valid. It's just insane to see happen. Just, like, the full lockdown of the car. Like, it's just, like, visually wild. <laughs> um, goes into his bar, gets a drink, sits down at a table, happens to be right next to another guy at a table, but they're not together. They're just talking out loud into the open uh it's his contact spy shit all that um and he says he was hired to find uh the client's daughter and find her whereabouts he wasn't hired to rescue her so him doing that was just him going above and beyond going the extra mile so technically he didn't fail that contract Mm. and uh, as the client's talking he's saying the client or as his contact is talking he's saying the client is uh saldano and uh, he's got a factory off to the side where he, you know, supposedly made that android girl. And uh, he uh, actually found a memory fragment uh, for her. I was like, huh, memory fragment, you say? And that seems to catch Roger Smith's interest. Uh, so then he leaves, pays him, and then uh, starts driving off. And we get more uh, info dumping. This is uh, Paradigm City is the actual name of the city. And 40 years ago, everyone here lost their memories. Cool. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And he says, <laughs> I like this forever. He says, the only ones that seem to really regret it or have a problem with it are the elderly. You know, older than 40 who have memory, like, have lived a full <laughs> life before it happened. I was like, yeah, I get, I get why they're mad. I'd be pissed too. <laughs> yeah, the people most affected by this were the most affected by this. <laughs> why? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> wonder why they're upset. So we see Roger uh, get home, and he tells his butler, Norman, to check in his car. The brakes feel a little off. Again, just They're one-eighth less effective than usual, Norman. I can't imagine having to think that much that I would actually notice that. Like, that would <laughs> be a horrible life. Um, and Norman says uh, that Miss Wainwright is here to see Roger. And we get some, I didn't write it down, but some comment of like, Ah, I have one rule in this house, and it's that pretty ladies are always welcome, or something like that. It's, it's like, that ah. babes are always allowed in. Basically, yeah. It's just like, ah, he's a playboy. Though, we never see any proof of that, ever. Yeah, where's the fucking... <laughs> where's the Come on, room, Roger? <laughs> it's on Big O, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's why he calls it Big O. so roger goes in uh when he goes to see his guest he sees it's the android dorothy (gasps) what are you what are you doing here i just rescued you like an hour ago you got here faster than i did um and he says uh the military police are looking into the kidnapping now uh oh right so yeah the the client that dad said like that's not my real daughter they still have my real daughter so roger says like oh the military police are looking into the real kidnapping i did my job like why are you here uh and dorothy asked roger to protect her it's a new job for him and he's like i'm a negotiator i'm not a bodyguard what are you talking and she says uh her father merely funded the construction for her 
and that uh, this job is as good as his. And he's like, what do you mean your father just paid for you? Like, he's very confused by what she says. And at that moment, we hear he has another guest, Major Dustin from the military police. Boo, not a hot babe. <laughs> Yuck. He Wait outside. Like, <laughs> he does look a lot like Jet from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah, a little bit. And uh, this is our... The, you know, military, the cop guy that we always got. To, you know, he's the Commissioner Gordon to the Batman. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just called him Chief. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, while he's there, he's looking over at, like, Roger's, like, mantle place, looking at old photos of Roger in the military police. <gasps> Whoa. Passage. Memories. Fleeting. Uh, <laughs> and he says, uh, uh, Major Dustin says, the father doesn't actually have a daughter. Uh, and they couldn't find anything, so they're kind of dropping the case. He's got no kids. I don't, you know, we, we don't know what he's talking about. And uh, Roger's like, all right, well, I don't know why you're here bothering me then. And the major says, like, listen here to Lieutenant, and trying to, like, pull rank. And Roger snaps at him, basically, like, that part of me is dead. Fuck off. And I'm not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> you walk into my civilian home. Yeah, True. <laughs> true. Fourth Amendment, or whatever. <laughs> uh, for, I for think. Third, maybe? Something you can't like sleep over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> He's pulling away his night cat and big pajamas. <laughs> With his candle. Yeah. <laughs> we always go to screw when we think of pajamas. <laughs> um... Uh, and he says, basically, like, alright, if he's got no daughter, I have no business, what do you want from me? Um, and it's basically just the poli- police chief, basically just like, toe the line, watch yourself, don't don't get too hoity-toity, fool yourself. Uh, so he leaves, and then Roger goes and gets his car uh, to check out the Saldano factory out, out on the outskirts of town, where uh, he supposedly ha- owns the factory where he made Dorothy. Uh, and Dorothy gets in the car with him, and he's like, what are you doing? You can't come along with me. She's like, I'm an android. Good luck pushing me out. Fair. Got me there. So they uh, end up driving around the city for a bit. They arrive at the destroyed factory. Looking around, it seems to be dilapidated for a while. And they look up at the operator's booth. And they see blood. (gasps) Blood. (laughs) Someone call OSHA, quick. (laughs) (laughs) Roger and Dorothy go running up there. And running inside, they see Saldano there. He's on the ground bleeding out. And saying he never wanted to build it. He wishes he didn't. And he sees Dorothy there with him. He goes, ah, you were always my real daughter. It's like, you, like, three hours ago, you said she wasn't. I don't know timelines of this world, but it's been, <laughs> it's been fast. People conveniently lose and regain memories as plots uh, uh, need. <laughs> so, it's fine. Fair. I mean, it's the whole premise of the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he says, like, this Dorothy's his real daughter. Uh, and he goes, and as he's, like, in Roger's arms, he goes, ah, it's all right, Nightingale, and fucking dies. It's like, Rip. Great. Gritty noir. Dying on a cliffhanger. It was a sled. <laughs> is, that, outside, is that too highbrow of a joke? <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not too highbrow. That movie sucks. I've, it's, <laughs> it's fucking full of itself. It's no Paddington 2. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's talk about Paddington 2. I've been waiting to talk about Paddington 2. (laughs) Hard cut. We don't talk about Big O for the rest of this episode. It's just Paddington now. There's worse worse things we could do. (laughs) So, Paddington 1, we open. (laughs) (laughs) We open on Darkest Peru. It's a bear. He's got a little hat and a bigger coat. But not yet, Brendan. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Jumping on. (laughs) 
outside the operator booth, back down on the ground, we see one of Beck's goons, and he's just got a full-on bazooka and shoots it at the booth. Uh, but Roger's got a little alert on his watch. He's got a lot of gizmos, a lot of gadgets, and they're able to dive out of the way just in time. And Roger's sitting there recovering. He's like, wait a minute, you're an android. Get on out there and be a distraction for me. And Dorothy's like, hey, you suck. And then goes and is a distraction. Um, so she's running. She starts bucket. She's running full blast as they launch another full-on rocket at her, uh, destroying the railing she's on, and she's, like, hanging from it as uh, Roger uh, fiddles with his watch again and is able to shoot rockets from his car remotely and fully kills these two goons. Actual murder. And then uh, once they're done with that, they get back into the car, and Norman the butler calls saying, hey, there's a giant robot at Dome 5. And like this is this is the way they introduced the mechs in the show. So it's like, <laughs> all right, fuck, all right, yeah, let's go, <laughs> let's see what this is about. Great, you survived the missiles. Cool, uh, mechs introduced. Go, <laughs> go, go, go. Uh, and as they're driving there, uh, they just found out that Dorothy's got a bigger sister, a real big sister. And he says he still still has a contract to fulfill, even if his client is dead. He's he's honorable. He sticks to his guns. And uh, driving in the Dome 5, they're going through, like, a checkpoint. And, like, some rookie cop is like, Hey, what are you doing here, mister? This is quarantine off for uh, professionals. Roger's like, remember my face. I'm kind of a big deal. Ha-ha. <laughs> and drives off. Like a ri- um, and while they're driving, Dorothy sees an old man in the crowd and goes, oh, Father. And then they keep driving. Um, and uh, meanwhile, we cut to, we see a giant mech outside of a bank slash, like, Mint, like I, I think it was a bank, but they got like, uh, what's the word? The uh, printing press. Uh, the mint patterns for money. Yeah, basically to, to make their own money. Um, and Roger says, uh, ah, there's Dorothy's big sister, Dorothy One, the you twenty know, foot tall mech. Like I, I feel like if someone hired me to find a mech, they should probably say, hey, it's a mech <laughs> and not like a human girl. <laughs> so Just you're not looking. For yeah, you're not looking for a. Pre- it's a it's a robot. It's um. a robot, but it's not a human. But it's also not the human. It's also not the robot that looks like a human. It's a third one. Uh. So how about you just instead of saying everything's your daughter, how about you just say the twenty foot tall fucking robot? <laughs> that would help me find it a lot easier. Okay, uh, sorry. Just just use names. They're all different, right? Well, that that's not going to make it any clearer. I'm sorry. I only know one lady name. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I met one woman in my life, and I've been obsessed ever since. <laughs> I would also make a joke, but four people in my family are named James. So clearly I have no ground to stand on. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he sees the giant robot robbing the bank. He's like, all right, it's showtime. Bigo! And yells into his watch. And his big mech appears. The titular Big O. And we see, like, the majors there, like, doing a police standoff with the mech. And he sees Big O appear. And he goes, Ah, great. There's Mega Deuce again. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Big O's other name is Mega Deuce? (laughs) So I wrote it down. Because I thought, like, ah, he's just calling him, like, a big shit. <laughs> yeah. But then another character calls it Megadeuce later, and I was like, is that its name? Is that actually its name? Is mm. it not Big O? And it's I like, hope everyone in this city just fucking hates this thing. <laughs> I would. It destroys everything. <laughs> so everybody just calls it that. 
Yeah, like this is the true Batman situation of, oh, everyone knows there's this vigilante mech named Mega Deuce, even though there is a man who screams Big O right <laughs> before he appears every time. Yeah, he never said, he never whispers it into his watch quietly. He yells it from the mountaintops. <laughs> damn, damn, Roger, you missed you missed the Mega Deuce again. Oh shucks. Oh boy, oh, man, it's weird. You're always around when it disappears, but you're never around when it is here, huh? You always oh, well. in the bathroom, <laughs> Master Wayne. Why do you always just shout "Caped Crusader" <laughs> right before <laughs> Batman is uh, shows up? It, it seems like a weird coincidence. To be fair, I also yell out, I am the knight running into the bathroom a lot. <laughs> That's because I have stomach issues. <laughs> um, so yeah, he yells out, and the giant robot just rises out of the ground. Uh, we find out there's just a lot of underground railway systems that I guess only Roger Smith has access to, and he utilizes. Um, so Big O appears, and it's a big old robot with big old arms. And uh, as he's getting inside, we see on one of the monitors, it says, Cast in the name of God, ye not guilty. Again, kind of weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we see uh, Roger Smith inside Big O locking in as Dorothy One's tentacles break into the vault and Big O rips them out and starts fighting it. And uh, the evacuation order goes out in Dome 5 because two giant mechs are destroying the entire city. I know it's not a great city. I know most places are dilapidated already. But if I did live here, I would really hate Big O. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I guess I don't have a job anymore. The building's gone. Uh, no, you have a new job, cleaning up rubble. That's how uh, 90% of the city is employed. Uh, I can only imagine. Uh, so everyone's like running away from the fight as the major sees Dorothy running towards the fight. <gasps> That's unintuitive. And we see uh, as she gets there, she's standing beneath the two robots fighting. And it's kind of reaching out to Dorothy 1. And it's kind of mimicking some of its movements. As we see uh, Big O uh, jump over behind Dorothy 1 loads its big gun, big arms and punches straight through its fucking chest, killing the mech. And when it does that, we see Dorothy on the ground short out a little. Something fries in her brain. And then uh, as uh, Dorothy 1 starts falling, collapsing after the fight, uh, we see the Major run in, try and rescue Dorothy. Like, you gotta get out of here, lady! And goes to move her and realizes she weighs a literal ton, just being entirely made of metal. Love that. Uh, as Dorothy 1 crashes down on top of them. And that's episode one. We get, the, we get the credits going across and just a shot of Roger Smith sitting on top of a hourglass with a mel- melodramatic love song. The song is very 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We I begin. Just, I just imagine like the animation studio being like, what do we do for the credits? Like, fuck it, I'm done. I had to draw a mech for half this episode. The ending's just a still image of him. Like, <laughs> I'm done. Not even of the robot. I'm too tired. Yeah. <laughs> They see enough robot. It's fine. If I saw another fucking robot, it's episode one. (laughs) Uh, So we begin episode two with a quick recap of the first episode. Uh, We see that uh, the major survived the fall of uh, Dorothy one on top of them. But where where's little Dorothy? (laughs) What? Anyways, uh, so uh, Big O walks away. And uh, of course, sure. It stopped the mint getting stolen, but it did destroy a bunch of the city. So uh, uh, the major and all the military there are like, hey, stop that other still alive mech. Uh, But it burrows underground and uh, Roger, 
immediately after it descends underground appears in a puff of smoke behind the major and is like oh no weird you can't chase into the underground that's that uh, that that's so cowardly of you huh uh but yeah so uh Again, no one asks any questions. No one <laughs> wonders why Roger disappeared exactly in the minutes that this mech appeared. Um, like, you have the meme of uh, uh, no one ever sees Bruce Wayne and Batman in the same room at the same time. That's this entire show. Someone has to <laughs> notice at some point. Like, we've um, always given Superman shit for being like, his disguise is a pair of glasses. And him running out of a building being like, oh, I just missed everything. What happened? Like... Comparatively, the Clark Kent disguise is better. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he at least isn't immediately where Superman was standing as Superman disappeared. Like, <laughs> he goes somewhere else. Yeah, Clark Kent doesn't shout Superman before jumping into a phone <laughs> booth to change. So, um, But yeah, so uh, in Paradigm City, we get uh, this th- quick little info dump on the underground. Uh, there are metro tunnels under the city, but since everyone lost their memories no one remembers it and everyone if you go down there likely you just get lost in a labyrinth so he's like oh score i can now just use this as my mech transportation system because everyone else is terrified of this mythical subway (laughs) it's a labyrinth but instead of a minotaur it's just some shitty rich kid (laughs) (laughs) and his robot and his big robot uh but yeah so dorothy Still gone. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, Roger returns home, and he questions the mysterious kidnapping and how how he's supposed to get this big sister, and the contract's done, technically, but he just can't let it go. Uh, so he goes back to the bar to speak more with his contact, and apparently Soldano uh, built Dorothy one in secret, uh, but there's a question on where all that funding came from. Hmm. And says, hmm. uh, uh, the contact says there's a nightingale somewhere in the domes. And uh, uh, Smith remembers, oh, those were Soldano's last words. Could this possibly be related? Um, nah. Nah, don't, don't worry about it. I'm going to the club. Uh <laughs> Uh, so he goes to a nightclub, he's stopped by the bouncer, because it's for members only, and he sees uh, Dorothy walking in. <gasps> what? And she's with an old man. The old man she saw from the car in episode one. Ah. Oh. What? Father. So Roger, of course, is like, hey, uh, you disappeared while fighting this big mech, and I, we all thought you were dead. What happened? What are you doing? And... She's like, I I don't know what you're talking about. You're obviously confusing me with someone else. Oh no, is this yet another Dorothy? <laughs> no, she's lying. Don't worry, she's lying. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, she's fine. I truly was confused. I was like, wait, is this the real flesh and blood? I also thought person? that <laughs> might have been. No. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh. Yeah, she goes into the club with the old man uh, who says he's her granddaughter at this point. But then we'll say daughter later. Well, the he's old. The he's web... confused. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, 
They go into the nightclub. They talk about the fable of the nightingale, blah, blah, blah. Um, Roger uh, confronts Dorothy. He sneaks in after knocking out the bouncer, of course. Um, And uh, she's singing a song. Uh, Old man tipped off the piano player to let her sing a song. Uh, And, oh no, it's Beck, uh, the... uh, gangster from the first episode he's back and takes them all captive Ah. Uh, but before before he can Dorothy fights them off a little bit but not good enough surprise she is the android because they can't like move her and stuff Uh, but uh, in the fight someone was holding a gun up to the old man and she was like cool let me fight some other guards and I'll I'll make my way over to my old man grandfather soon, but of course he gets shot immediately because you didn't do anything about the man with a gun up to your grandfather, Dad, uh, inventor. <laughs> Maybe it's secretly what she wanted. <sighs> She's free now. <laughs> I do um, appreciate that he's like, don't move or I'll shoot the old man, and she moves, and he did shoot the old man, and not like other dumb henchmen where they just like fumble being like whoa, 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 and then they walk up and take the gun from them like yeah he followed through i respect that she was warned yeah <laughs> uh yeah so uh they all get tasered they're all knocked out it's it's great um so more info dump on old man timothy wainwright uh he was a recluse who uh regained his pre uh amnesia memories and turns out he was a mech builder. Uh, so uh, he had the actual blueprints for the Dorothys. Um, yeah. So they they wake back up. Some of them are still there. Police are at the club now because, you know, there was like an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty immediately after they all wake up. Hey, you remember the fight from the last episode? Let's do it again. We go oh, again. Dorothy one's back. <laughs> Big robots back at it again. I I think we had this with Tiger and Bunny as well, where clearly they just had to draw like one mech fight that <laughs> they then episodes. had to break up across episodes. <laughs> so yeah. they're like, okay, we we move to a new location. There's different things happening. We have to go back to the big boss fight of the last episode because we already animated it. Go, go, go. <laughs> Uh, so Dorothy one's reactivated and, uh, they all leave the club. Uh, uh, so Beck is remotely controlling Dorothy one to get those, uh, uh, mint print plates again. Cause the mission didn't go well yesterday. Just got to muscle through again. Just do it again. <laughs> There's no way they put extra security on it or anything since then. No one would be sucks. dumb Let's enough to do again. this twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that Dorothy one has just the giant hole punched in the chest still. They should be calling that one Big O because of the A-O. hole in the chest. <laughs> uh, so Beck is remotely controlling Dorothy one to do the same thing of the last episode. But this time strapped little Dorothy to the face of Dorothy one for uh pow power. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh so um so Big O again powers up, jumps out of the ground, Roger gets in, they fight. 
while uh, Big O gets all tied up with the tentacles, uh, uh, don't Google this anime. Uh, <laughs> uh, so while Big O is tied up, Roger jumps out of the mech to Dorothy's one face to go and free Dorothy and just like rips her out uh, and and the, uh, it powers down. Great. Cool. So uh, Beck being in like a remote control van off to the side. Uh, of course, Roger Smith is so brilliant. He knows where that van is. So he throws it to the police and Big O returns to the Metro. So we finally get the resolution of all this uh, this whole Dorothy thing where Wainwright was Beck's original client trying to get Dorothy back because he got his memories back and was like, oh, my real daughter Dorothy is dead. Let me let me get the robo version so I can still have some sort of daughter in my life. Again, introducing granddaughter, grandfather. Now it's daughter. Didn't elaborate. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> I think um, his real daughter was Dorothy, but that was like 50 years ago. Mm. And it'd be weird if he's like, this is my granddaughter who's, or this is my daughter who's 60 years younger than me. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Hey, you never know. There's some people. Uh, we live in Hollywood, baby. There's a bunch of gross old men who do whatever. Ugh. So, sure uh, do. Yeah, so uh, the Nightingale, uh, he just wanted to hear his daughter sing again. Cute. Huh. Um, but uh, now uh, back at Wayne Manor, uh, uh, oh, Dorothy the android is there. Doesn't have a family, so I guess in, indentured servitude is where I live. <laughs> Weird uh, goth so. daughter. <laughs> You'd love to see it. And that's where we end episode two. Yeah. Two things real quick. Mm-hmm. When Beck was being arrested, that saxophone was going off. Oh, that there was yeah. oh, the sequence in episode one where he's like driving Android Dorothy back to the the place in the from the beginning. That was some mm. delicious jazz. Yeah, <laughs> the soundtrack goes hard. Uh, and two, at the end they make a joke where the one rule in the uh, mansion is everyone has to wear black, even Roger Smith. And like, I think it's supposed to be set up as a joke. Because Dorothy, from what we can see, is pretty much wearing black with just a slight red undertone to it. Mm. So I guess mm. she's supposed to be wearing red, but the shadows are so dark it looks black, at least to me. So I'm just like, this joke didn't make sense. Nah. Mm-hmm. But, whatever, man. <laughs> They're doing their best. So, <laughs> Big O Episode 3. We finally get the real opening. Um, lots of it's bright fun. colors, uh, and it's like the Watch. Zoids opening where they just say oh, the same no. thing over and over again. <laughs> Zoids, 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 Zoids. So Big 10 out of 10, o. best opening. Big O. I thought it was just Flash Gordon by Queen. Like, that's... <laughs> yep. It's uh, very similar. Again, second show in a row where, <laughs> Queen. like, heavy Queen influence. <laughs> mm. So... At Roger's house, he's grumpily awoken by Dorothy just absolutely mashing the keys, <laughs> playing some song on the piano. Mm, this cat can cook. Sure can. Speed running Beethoven's Eighth Sonata. <laughs> this feline is preparing food. <laughs> <laughs> um. So 
he goes out there and he's like, what the hell are you doing? She's like, you slept in 15 minutes and now the eggs Norman made you are cold, you absolute asshole. <laughs> I love my new butler dad. <laughs> um, so they're sitting at the dining table and she like brings a teacup to her mouth, but you know, can't drink because she's a robot. Huh. Um, and he makes fun of her because she's just imitating humans. Um, and then the power goes out for some reason. Whoa. Uh, and Norman is going to go turn on their private generator. Hmm. Um, and she opens, she has a disc drive on her head. So she opens it and it like makes some light. Um, and then Norman returns without having turned the lights on and being like, oh, how novel. (laughs) Weird girl has (laughs) CD-ROM. Norman's seen a lot of shit. <laughs> He's not faced. Yeah. I um, am equipped with a PlayStation 2 for your leisure. Oh, hell wow. yeah. Got Ty the Tasmanian Tiger in here? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, Norman returns and he says Roger has a guest. And of course, because this guest was just led into Roger's office, Roger's like, <laughs> hell yeah, lady time. <laughs> oh boy, kissing time. <laughs> um, <laughs> my kiss <is> today. <laughs> so he goes into his office. There's a very posh lady. Her name is Casey Jenkins. Hmm. Uh, the names of the show are so good. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, I'm sorry. Do you American. do you remember how to spell Casey? C a s s i. I spelled it C a s e y. Uh, on her uh, business card, it was C A S S E E Y. Just double letters for no good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> double on up. Uh, you'll never see it coming. She always wants to be a mystery. Ooh. <laughs> um, and she says she works for power management or something, and she's overseeing some investigations. Um, and he talks to her about the power going out, and she's like, do you know where we get our electricity from? And then the power turns back on, and that's the end of that scene. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> this is this is one of those episodes, the first two are just kind of silly and fun, but this one, like, so many things just, <laughs> they're, like, cut off, and I'm answer. like, what is happening? <laughs> Tries to be, like, a mysterious noir at its own detriment. Yeah. So we see Roger in his car and his film noir inner monologue says that he was hired to check an electrical plant that hasn't been used in a while to see if it was turned back on, I think. Um, And the people living where the power plant is uh, is getting in the way of the power company because they don't want the the plant to be turned back on and he says that normally he wouldn't take a job from paradigm because paradigm is the company that like owns the city um and they're like this is something that they should worry about but i want to know why they care about this particular situation so he arrives in electric city he goes to the power plant but it's all locked up uh and then some people come and hold a gun to his back it's the locals uh, Take two kind of little fancy man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was another freaking moment. They like take him and he's like surrounded by all of them. And he's like, what's going on here? And then a guy steps forward and he's like, oh, I'll tell you. Or I don't even. And then he's just <laughs> like, that's just over. That scene just ends. And Roger is just like walking on a bridge. And I was just like, okay. 
<laughs> sure. Uh, and here he says, uh, they must have told him something because he says, well, I'm not an atheist, but I'm not crazy. Uh, how could God make electricity fall from the sky? Something like that. They're like afraid of God. These people are afraid of God. It, yeah, if they turn the power plant back on, they're a freak and angry god will strike them down with lightning or something. So. Cool. You know, Zapdos from Pokemon. Sure. <laughs> um, so he looks over at uh, the tower of the plant and he sees that someone is inside and the lights are on and he figures that there's a way in underground. So he's walking in a nearby forest and he finds a house and we see an old man hiding behind a tree. <gasps> Uh, and Roger approaches uh, like a staircase that has a door at the bottom of it, like a bunker. Uh, but before he can go down there, the old man hits him in the back of the head. The Fred's found my moonshine cellar. <laughs> <laughs> I I wrote it down because he hears Roger hears someone behind him, and he goes, "I'm not one to carry a gun." And quote, "I don't like to be slugged from behind either." Right before he gets slugged <laughs> from behind. Oh. <laughs> uh. The irony. <laughs> um, so he wakes up inside the house and he's tied to the chair. Um, we get a better look at the old man now. He comes in. He's got some buckets full of water. Um, and he's like, you've been asleep for a long time. Of course, Paradigm would hire a lazy bum. And I'm like, you hit him in the head with your rifle. He's unconscious. <laughs> it's different than sleep, man. Um, but Roger has managed to untie himself from the chair, of course. Um, and he takes the buckets from the old man and makes him some breakfast. <laughs> um, While you were passed out, I made you eggs, but you overslept 15 minutes and they got cold, so I had to cold. throw them away. <laughs> uh, he asks the old man why he doesn't live with the others and he doesn't want to answer. And Roger gives him some bacon and eggs. And now he's just like hanging out in this old guy's <laughs> house, drinking some coffee. Here you go, dad. I'm your son now. <laughs> I live here forever now. Nice to meet you. You got the drop on me. That means I'm your child now. Yeah. You adopted me. It's I in a contract. It's binding. <laughs> I bought this house while I was unconscious. It's mine now. <laughs> um, and he notices there's a part in the floor that's all creaky when he steps over it. And he moves the rug and finds like a trap door. And he goes down. And there's like a lab down there. Um, he starts snooping around. He sees this, like, big glass panel that's all broken. And while he's in there, the electricity kicks on. So Roger goes outside, and he finds the old man, and they realize someone has turned on the turbines. What in the... Uh, so they go back to that door with the stairs that Roger was knocked out in front of, and the old man says he has to stop the turbines or something bad will happen. Uh, so Roger is like, I'll take care of it. I'm a professional. <laughs> so he goes down in the tunnel and he sees Casey Jenkins from earlier. And she's like, you led me right to it. Because she's not, she's not who she says she is. Espionage. <gasps> and she tells him to call her Angel. And he says, <laughs> Fallen Angel, shut up. <laughs> this guy shut up <laughs> call um, me angel spell it a-n-g-g-e-e-l <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's like a y in there somewhere was that god 
It's A Y N G G E E L. <laughs> um, Starbucks hates her. <laughs> they hear so they hear like a loud groaning sound and some electricity surges through the tunnel. Um, she's the one that turned on the electricity. Um, <laughs> so they run out and the old man isn't up there anymore. They see something swimming in the lake. It looks like a big old fish monster. Zapdos. Um. And Roger remembers the lab and that there was that big glass panel that was broken. And he's like, oh, it was a tank. We've, what's going on here? Um, the, uh, the creature bursts up out of the water. It's like a big eel and it starts absorbing the electricity. Um, uh, it's an eel of electricity, if you will. Genius. Mm, so original. Big brain. <laughs> Um, and this part was prime. Angel literally just turns around and runs away. <laughs> Bye. And, and, and Roger's like, where are you going? Like, there's no way out of this. And she's like, I have a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot what cars were. <laughs> it was just great. I love that she was like, I'm not fucking sticking around for this. <laughs> a rational thought in my anime? Never. <laughs> I um, just want the power to be on. I'm not fighting a dragon. <laughs> that's the thing we've established like giant mechs and stuff exist in this world it's like, okay it's like monsters that's a i wasn't ready for this <laughs> i yeah. was not prepared um so roger calls on big o uh we see angel driving but the fish monster catches up to her and electrocutes her car and it's like looming over her but lucky for her we have big o the deus ex machina <laughs> Because this show, if it continues this formula, is just like, here's the plot. Big plot things are happening. Good news. Now we have the big robot to fix it all. Yep. That's I, the formula. Yep. I just loved that they had to, as you see, like, Big O emerging. Again, not mentioned previously, uh, you get a radio of the butler coming over and being like, oh, yep, I sent it there last night, like you asked. Uh, we are retconning it in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the residents of Electric City are watching the big robot fight the big monster like the Pacific Rim. Oh. Um, and he's he revs up to deliver what he thinks will be the final blow, but the monster swallows him, and I thought, this is a Vore awakening for somebody. <laughs> because, like, you watch him, like, if you have Roger's perspective of, like, seeing the inside of the sea monster's mouth, and I was just like, oh, no. POV, <laughs> you are getting glomped. Yeah. Um, so, in, it's in it's his mouth, big mouth. And it electrocutes him. Um, and while that's happening, he somehow sees the old man from earlier in a raft rowing out on the lake. Um, and he's going to shut down the power. And he's successful and the big fish no longer has power. And then Roger defeats it easily. Um, yay. Yay. After that, electricity like does rain down on the city. And everything's powered again. And it looks beautiful. <laughs> My first thought was... Y'all left your power on? All of it? Time? In just, all, all the city? everyone? <laughs> Literally <laughs> every one of these giant buildings? I was like, no wonder your power shut off. You guys are just burning through this shit. <laughs> they have the biggest uh, light pollution footprint of anywhere on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it from space? 
Um, so job's done. Hooray. And now Roger is explaining what happened instead of like getting the information from the old man, like at any point in the episode, Roger's just like, well, this is what happened. And just <laughs> rattles it off. Just pieces um, it together himself. I guess I still don't even know what it was. The old man made the fish monster or something. I think before everyone lost their memories, he was a researcher trying to create, like, a living resource that could generate the power plant, like a big mutant electric eel, and that's what he got. Well, okay. Careful what you wish for, uh, especially if you don't know you're about to get amnesia. (laughs) (laughs) Um. God, (laughs) what's the worst place you could just get citywide amnesia? Like, (laughs) Oh, that's too much to think about. Yeah. Imagine the Olympics. Everyone at the Olympics just loses their memory, and everyone has to figure out not only what am I doing here, why, why am I racing these people? I, <laughs> I'm in a pool surrounded by ten thousand people. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. What? Why am I'm I not- so good at snowboarding? <laughs> <laughs> Falling downhill on this weird piece of wood, huh? Uh, I imagine like an actor where you get amnesia. It's like I, I, I'm in this hardware outfit. I guess I'm a repairman. It's like you're not. You're, you're an actor playing one, but yeah, that would I be can't rough. Prove you wrong. <laughs> Did you guys watch the rehearsal on HBO Max? Uh, that made me think of that. Um, so he says Roger says Paradigm took a sample of the the sea monster, but he doesn't think they would make another one. They're they're not gonna do it again. <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't do that again. There are um, only good companies here. Corporations <laughs> always learn their lesson and never double down on their mistakes. Absolutely. Um, he gets back home. Dorothy's rocking the keys again. Um, Roger asks why she's playing the blues, and she says she feels like it. And that surprises him, because he's like, feeling, you're a robot. And then the episode's <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. We did it. We watched. We've achieved the big O. <laughs> <laughs> We've achieved <laughs> Big O status. Have you always wanted to watch Batman crossover with My Life as a Teenage Robot crossover with Cowboy Bebop? Good news. You can. <laughs> we found it. <laughs> Are we yeah. there yet? <laughs> Are we Big O? <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, uh, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Bailed. Bailed on the bit. Bailed on the bit. Uh, I- I was going to say, I am so close to the big end. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so close to weaving. Uh, I, I apologize, everyone. Uh, this, like, yeah, as Dee was saying before, uh, like, the first two episodes, it's pretty self-contained. You're like, okay, this is, like, the story arc, right? And then we abandon it for a completely new one in episode three. So uh, uh, that was a little bit jarring. I feel like all the elements definitely worked more for like a mech this is a capital b brendan show it's old (laughs) it's noir with crime it's got mechs it's everything you need steve bloom's there Um, (laughs) again you're not wrong so like all those things on paper i'd be like "Mm, i don't know but yeah as we were saying the first few episodes are fun uh you see roger smith Whenever he says something like confidently, 
that is then going to be contradicted, it's almost immediate rather than standard like anime protagonists of, <laughs> no, I'm the smartest in the room. And then like the big villain reveal like two episodes later happens. And then they're like, oh, maybe I'm not smart. He's, <laughs> he's always like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to get knocked out right now. Knocked out. I was immediately cost. <laughs> yeah so it has that those like comedic elements of like yeah we're we're talking big robots we're not taking it as serious as other shows would but uh there are the elements where they take it too seriously where it's like okay i don't mm-hmm. i don't care you you're uh you're like crime plots are so reliant on yeah everyone has amnesia and is also a secret genius in their former life that they just happen to remember that it it feels a little bit like that everything is deus ex of oh yeah uh this happened because of course it happens yeah Mm. i was i was telling brendan before we recorded this gives me like uh like saturday morning cartoons vibes like, it mm-hmm. reminds me, like, I feel like this is the show that, like, Anya is watching in Spy Family. Because <laughs> it is just, it's fucking, like, silly and goofy for the most part. And, like, yeah. it feels very, like, 60s spy cartoon. Mm-hmm. I love the, I love the jet briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't watch more of it. But, like, it was, it's just silly. Silly and goofy and fun for the most part. It's like good time what we watched, but not something that really hooked you to keep <laughs> yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, yeah, I just it? had the thought: uh, what, Can you ride the jet briefcase as a surfboard? I oh, open it to the boy. floor. C- can I personally? No. Uh, could someone? <laughs> yes. Could Roger? Absolutely. Probably. Mm. Oh, I can I definitely him. ride this thing. Oh no! <laughs> Now I want to see off a bridge oh. into the water. <laughs> Trying to do a Christ air grind into a 360 with a briefcase. Uh, I want to see it fully opened and him standing on both compartments of the briefcase and just standing there like the green goblin on like a glider. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, when you, when you said Saturday morning, I was like, ah, it's definitely a Saturday cartoon or Saturday night cartoon because it was on Toonami, at least for me. Mm. Um and yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's very like monster of the week of like, what other outlandish plot line can we solve with giant robots punching it? Like, yeah, they're here to sell you on the big robot fight. Like, and they got a little mystery amnesia noir plot line going as the B plot throughout. Like, who is Dorothy? And what what were all our memories? And like, yeah, it's all very convenient. Like, I just happen to be a masterclass bioengineer who designed this big monster eel. And now I'm in a weird old man in the woods. Like, of course you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoy a lot of the designs. Like you guys said, it does feel like old 60s spy sort of style. And like, that's kind of what I meant by like, it feels like Lupin the Third or like Cyborg 009. Because mm-hmm. both of those are, I think, from the 60s. Um, so yeah, the style really lends itself to that. I do enjoy it. I, I don't know if I'll keep watching it. I did also just finish up Golden Conway, so maybe I will, because I need something else to fill the void in my life. Um, but it's, yeah, it's fun. It's It does take itself pretty serious at times, but, I don't know. So it's Cowboy Bebop, and that's good. Yeah. Mm. It is just, it does boil down to noir robots punching. Like, <laughs> if that's what you want, here it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well, if if there are more noir robots punching that you know of, please uh, help Brendan out. Send them to our email, <laughs> arewebthereyet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Tick, 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 at arewebthereyet on all. Sorry, I I have to adjust my my uh like four year old uh sayings now it's <laughs> weird uh, <laughs> you can find me on instagram and tiktok at honey period d or on twitter at honey d8 and honey d art and honey is spelled h-u-n-n-i-e find me on twitter it's not great don't recommend it uh but there's a pod- video game podcast out there called almost better than silence which we did 420 episodes of because of course we did <laughs> Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for theme song stories. You can find all of Louis's music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. So back to Paddington. Louis Zong's getting into Digimon, and I'm all for it. Oh. <laughs>